what is the upskies, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the GX GamerCast. This is episode 53, and I finally, finally did it, everybody. I defeated, I have finished Tears of the Kingdom, and this is going to be my final review for this incredible adventure of a game. Goodness gracious. So this is part two. So if you haven't listened to part one, it's going to make this episode a little bit confusing. Might be, oh, why didn't you talk about this? Why didn't you talk about that? It's probably in the other episode, and if I didn't talk about that about it in that episode, then I'm just an idiot, okay? So that's fine. So make sure you go back and listen to <clears throat> the first episode. I believe that was in and around my 60-hour mark, my first 60 hours. Just talked about how I was feeling with the game, things I was liking, things I didn't like, so on and so forth. And this will be... The finale. I'm going to mostly be talking about the the main temples, the final battle. So there might be some spoilers if you don't want to hear about any of the temples or any of the boss fights that go down in the temples, then, then stay away. But I'm also going to be talking about just some of the incredible moments. I clocked in at about 160 hours where I, I finished... So we got about a about a hundred hours of gameplay. So there's going to be notes in there of just great things that I experienced throughout my time in the kingdom of Hyrule. So we'll get into the Legend of Zelda talk finally. I'm so excited. But we're going to talk about some stuff that I've been up to over the last week or so. So I always encourage my listeners, if you want to let me know what you've been up to, if there's just an awesome television show you've been digging, you just want to let somebody know about it, I'd love to hear about it. Same thing goes with movies, lots of movies. If you've been watching a good movie, saw something old that you'd never heard of, or just obscure weird movie, I'd love to hear about it. And of course, video games. You're just digging on a video game, rather new, old, whatever, just... You know, don't spoil anything, but let me know what you're playing and how you're digging it. There's just so much damn stuff out there. I can't keep my my finger on all the pulses of everything, so I love hearing recommendations. And, you know, maybe it'll be my next favorite thing of all time. So let's get into it. Speaking of next favorite thing of all time, I got a fantastic, fantastic recommendation from my buddy Billy. Uh, he recommended the television show Invincible. Which is funny. This is it's odd when these kind of things happen. You just happen to hear about, uh, you know, rather a video game, a TV show, a fucking new sandwich that came out to a restaurant or something. And then you just kind of don't stop hearing about it. And that's been invincible for me for the last little bit. Um, I feel like, I don't know if I, I feel like I've seen this comic in one of my collections when I was a kid or something. It looks awfully, awfully familiar, but it's, uh, it's an animated show, very old school looking, but kind of modern, uh, comic book superhero show with a nice twist to it. I won't tell you anything about the twist. You're just going to have to just watch the first episode. If you dig it, you dig it. If you don't, oh well. But yeah, after watching the first episode of Invincible, I was completely sucked in. I was like, oh yes, I love this kind of stuff where it's just off the, a little bit off the beaten path of your normal stuff. So that's really all I want to say about that. But I crushed the show. Absolutely crushed it. Completed the whole first season of it. And enjoyed it all the way through. Fantastic. Really, really enjoyed that. Probably going to be one of my favorite shows of the year. Uh, will be Invincible. I am very excited for the second season. I heard that they announced uh, 
that is coming. I don't know if it's going to be soon. Hopefully nice and soon. And there's also an Adam Eve episode that's also there. I have not watched that one yet. Uh, very confused. It just, it, it, they make it seem like there's a whole second season, but it's just one episode. But yeah, definitely going to mow down on that episode at some point. But Jesus, check out Invincibles. It's on. I watched it on Amazon Prime. Excellent show. Absolutely excellent. Uh, Only thing I'll warn you of, it is an adult show. So it may be a cartoon, but it is not for children. So there you go. But awesome. Freaking loved it. Speaking of loved it, so far, so I finished Succession. So I've been eyeing up a new TV show. I already plowed through Invincible, and that only has the one season. So it's looking for something with a little bit more meat on the bone. And I don't know. There's just a show that caught my eye, and it was uh, Reservation Dogs. It was on Am- uh, Disney Plus is where I found it, and it just it just looked cool. I mean, it definitely kept mixing up with Reservoir Dogs, which is a movie. This is Reservation Dogs. It's kind of... Uh, Teens, younger teenagers living in like a, I don't know if it's a trailer park necessarily, but it's just a young teen show and they're getting into shenanigans. It's got a lot of Native American, it like all themed, like all the people are Native American. And it's got a really cool like addition of Native American folklore and stuff like that that I'm really, really enjoying so far. Only have a handful of episodes, but yeah, really good. I think, again, I think I've said this before, but I am definitely much preferring uh, shows that are, like, clocking in under a half hour in length of the episodes. Ones that are over that, I get a little bit. It's got to be, like, I got to be really, really into it. And Invincibles was, like, a 45 to 55 minutes, I think. But loved it. I wish it was longer. But, yeah, when especially this is... Reservation Dogs, I don't know, it's a mix, it's a whole bunch of stuff, it's comedy, comedy is his main thing, but it's got, like, good stories, it's just, it's funny, it's definitely funny, I'll give it that, and it also, when you see a meme online, and you don't know where it's from, and then you're watching something, and you're like, bam, there's that meme that I always see, I got that with Reservation Dogs, it was very, very exciting, very satisfying, when that goes down, that was wicked, but so far so good with Reservation Dogs, I heard... Uh, I think the third season just came out, so that's good. I'm going to I think I'm going to finish it. I, I, I'm I'm into it. I'm digging it so far. So if anyone else out there is is watching it, let me know what you think of the show as well. And I would recommend it. It is a it's a nice, easy, good little show. I I must admit, nice stuff. Okay. What do we got? We got a couple movies this week. Uh, first off, we got Moon Age Daydream. This is a David Bowie documentary. And I love David Bowie, a huge fan of his music, absolutely love his music. And once this got announced or whatever, I was like, oh my goodness, that's a must-watch for me. Once it comes out to one of my streaming things or whatever, and it finally did, I think it was on... Ooh, I think it was on... Oh boy, it wasn't Disney. I think it was also on Prime. Anyway, it's um, a very interesting movie. Definitely wasn't what I was expecting, but it was very cool. It's just filled to the brim with old footage of Bowie, just cleaned up in HD, gorgeous, tons of interviews and quotes and stuff like that. I just found that it did, I don't know, I struggled to follow along, like, what the fuck was going on. Career-wise, it was a little bit all over the map. It didn't, I don't know, it was just kind of felt like a compilation of a lot of really great art, 
archival footage, which is great. Not necessarily what I was looking for, but it was enjoyable. I mean, me, even as a huge David Bowie fan, I it just wasn't necessarily what I was hoping for. I like it more to go in depth with the career and crazy stories from on the road and tours and stuff like that. This was definitely more philosophical and had more messaging to it and stuff like that, but David Bowie, one of the greatest ever, and what a showman. Very, very interesting, so if you if you love that kind of uh, cleaned-up footage from the old days, it's got a lot of that. So it was good in that, just not necessarily what Daddy was looking for. And now the other movie that I checked out this week... A lot of talk going around about the IMDB, people are talking about their lists or whatever, and I was going, I don't know, I looked on and I saw the number one movie, at least in the fan rating, was Shawshank Redemption, and a little bit of a shameful, uh, what do you call it, I don't know, I'm admitting to, I've never seen this movie before, there you go, but now I have, I I watched Shawshank Redemption just to spur the moment, I'm like, yeah, let's just watch it. Boom. Put put it on. And wow, just a fucking excellent movie. Now, to call it the greatest movie of all time, according to the fans of IMDB or whatever, uh, that's a little that's pushing it. I mean, it was really good. It's not even my favorite prison movie, I would say. Personally, I liked uh, Escape from Alcatraz better. That's just me personally. But this was a fantastic movie, not taken away from the movie. Excellent movie. I mean, Morgan Freeman is in it. And very nice. I mean, uh, the last half hour just had me on the edge of my seat. I was just like, oh, shit. Like, and everything's coming together. Yeah, I think it's definitely a must-watch, uh, I would say, for sure. It still holds up very good. Uh, obviously, a bit of an adult-themed movie. You know, it's a prison movie, so a lot of it takes place in prison and whatnot. But really, really good story. Great twist at the end. Acting, of course, superb. Though I didn't like the main guy that much, only because his character is supposed to be a little bit emotionless and cold and stuff like that. So it was a little bit dry, but I thought it was still an excellent performance. Morgan Freeman, I loved... Um, so it kind of takes place over about twenty years, I think. Uh, it's like you pretty much you you start at the beginning of the movie, him getting sentenced to life in prison, and then you follow along like the next twenty years or something. Very cool. I love that kind of concept. And Morgan Freeman at the beginning, he's also in there for life, and he'll go to these like parole meetings. And at the beginning, there's like four scenes where he has a parole meeting and as as the movie goes on he gets like less and less optimistic about it and of course it's got a very sad it's got a lot of sad shit going on to it, a lot of powerful uh messages to it it's an excellent film absolutely excellent but it, i wouldn't it wouldn't be the number one movie on my list personally but excellent i really really enjoyed it very very good stuff Holds up absolutely. All right, let's talk about freaking video games that I've been playing over the last week. So I have been still just absolutely smitten in love with Theater Rhythm, Final Bar Line, Final Fantasy. Oh my goodness. I still haven't cleared all the games yet, I'm, but I have technically beaten the game. Like, I've rolled credits, but there's still so much for me to do in that game, and I plan on doing it because I just, I'm, I'm in love with this game. I love this game. Oh my goodness, uh, it's just so much fun. If you, again, check this game out if you haven't, highly, highly recommend it for Switch. Phenomenal handheld game to bring wherever you want. If you just 
want to bump out a couple of songs, you know, before you hop into the car to work. It's so perfect. Like, oh, there's nothing better than rocking the Final Fantasy VII battle theme, like, ten minutes before you go to work. It's just like, oh, it's so much fun. And I'm still working my way up to the highest difficulty. Haven't quite gotten there yet, but... Man, what a fucking gem of a game. I'll definitely be talking about this game a lot, and I plan on playing it a lot more, so... And it's also gotten me in the mood to play a real Final Fantasy game. Not just the music, but listening to all the music has definitely gotten me in the mood, and I selected Final Fantasy VII. I went with seven. I beat six already this year, so I said, fuck it, let's just go to seven. I really wanted to do eight, but because I've never touched it, never started that one, nothing. All I have on that is I had the toys growing up, and I remember watching my cousin play it once, which was cute. But seven, I, I know so much about seven, but I've never actually beaten it, so I want to do that. I want to beat it, and now with the update and quality of life, it's excellent. I'm very far. I'm not, well, not very far, but I'm far enough in the game. Like, I'm way past where you would be in the Final Fantasy VII remake. So I'm way past there. So, having a real good time with it. Just nostalgia. I'm not at the point yet where I left off when I was much younger. I forget where I was, but I was pretty damn deep in the game. But that was kind of my ongoing situation with Final Fantasy games. Get like. 75-80% of the way through and then just stop for I just don't know why I would do that I hated that but going through Final Fantasy 7 really enjoying that I am taking notes for that one so I'm planning on doing an episode for Final Fantasy 7 in the near future so you if you want to send in questions for that now be my guest I would love that that would be excellent Speaking of excellent, I was talking about I was in the in the mood for a first person shooter I've selected one it is Titanfall 2 I did a, what do you call it, a underrated games episode not long ago, and, you know, that the constant talking of Titanfall 2, it's almost on every underrated list, and I was like, alright, I'm ready, let's, let's see what the hype is about, and holy shit, this thing is good, that is some good fucking, that is some good shit right there, I am blown away, not, not, I'm, I'm a little bit blown away by Titanfall 2, not gonna lie, it is so tight, the shooting is so good, and so familiar to me, because I played so much Call of Duty, but it feels like a fucking beautiful Call of Duty game, is made by Respawn Team, which is a lot of guys that worked on Call of Duty, so a lot of the ones that I loved playing growing up, and oh my goodness, so right away I got this familiarity, and then you get this huge Titan thing, it's fucking awesome, and each each level of the campaign, they're just, like, introducing this new badass thing. Like, you're just a powerhouse. Really, really fun. You're flying around, fast-paced, frenetic. Really fun. It's uh, more than likely going to be in the discussion next time I do an underrated list. But I want to finish it off first. I'm probably, like, a little over halfway, halfway, something like that. But, wow, do not sleep on Titanfall 2. You might be a little exhausted of people telling you that. But they're not lying. Like, I was on that fence too a little bit. I was like, alright, you know, everyone's talking about this, alright, let's check it out. It, it, it fucking slaps. It's really freaking good, I must admit. And apparently it's short. It's a nice, short, sweet campaign that, from what I've read, so if you're in for that, that's what I was in for. Highly, highly enjoying this game. Excellent so far. And my wife and I, uh, we played a game together the other night, Untitled Goose Game. Oh, 
jeez, what a what a fucking awesome like two hours we had. Giggling the whole freaking time. It's such a silly, silly, silly game. You're two geese and you're just fucking with people. You're just trying to fuck with people, and it's kind of a puzzle game, but it's incredibly fun. And yeah, you can like we beat it. I guess like rolled credits in a couple hours, and yeah, it was excellent, excellent time. There's a lot more to do after the two hours. Like there's a lot more little challenges and shit. But wow, we had a fantastic night. If you and the misses or you and a friend are looking for something to do, Untitled Goose Game, man, you you'll be you'll be in for a few hours of some great laughs. It was a really good time, and you know it gives it, I give it the seal of approval because. My wife loved it, and she's pretty picky with video games, and yeah, she dug this one quite a bit. I would say she liked it more than I did, so you can you can take that for what it is, but yeah, really, really, really fun. It was on the PS Premium, so I downloaded it, and yeah, we had a great time with that one. So I would recommend that, and that's it. That's all I've been up to over the last week or so, so again, let me know what you've been up to, and enough, enough of that chit-chat, let's get into... The Big Kahuna. You know what I'm saying? It's Tears of the Kingdom. Okay, so again, make sure you go listen to the first part or you're going to be a little confused. But before we go into talking about all of the temples and the final boss fight and all that great stuff, just got to touch on some stuff before we get into all of that talk. Just some things I didn't get to talk about or I didn't get to yet in uh, in the first episode. So I forgot to talk about the, the Zonai, the, the new like ancient robot dudes. They're They're cute. Like at the beginning, they're... Well, cute, I don't know, but they're they're definitely cool, I guess. They're they're kind of like these ancient robotic things, but they teach you the new skills and stuff like that at the beginning, and you can find them all around and stuff like that. And you'll be finding Zonai devices. You can collect those from big gumball-type mechanisms. They're really neat. They're very satisfying. You throw the little charges in there, and then out come a, a little handful of random little devices. It could be a cooking pot. It can be, fuck, anything that you can, you'll find around, you'll end up getting these into those little gumball machines. I wish you could choose, I mean, it kind of, I mean, you know, kind of like how it was when I was a kid with those damn gumball machines, you don't really get to pick, you just kind of get what you get, which is kind of how it goes in Legend of Zelda as well, but... You get a ton of these things. You'll find them in chests. You'll find them through in enemies. They're they're all over the freaking place. But they're very useful. If you're, I was just using them the other day uh, before I went into the final boss fight. Like I just, I was like, oh, I need to cook up a whole bunch of these meals. And like, oh, I'll just put down like five of these portable pots. Bam, made a bunch of meals, and off I went. And yeah, so they're extremely useful. You'll find them all over the place. Uh, In terms of the gumball machines, I think they're all in the sky. I think there might be a couple of them that are down on the ground, but for the most part, they're in the sky. Rarely, like, the only one, the one that I wanted the most all the time was batteries. I wanted batteries all the freaking time. Oh, they're just so damn useful, and I just could never get enough batteries. Always, always wanted batteries. And then the last one, I was just getting into the auto build and oh buddy, so now I can fully expand onto the auto build and how awesome it was. So I definitely was complaining a little bit in the last one about how sometimes it was tedious to build things, especially rebuilding things that you've already built a bunch of times. You're like, oh, how many times do I need to craft up this fucking wagon with wheels and put a 
fucking karaoke or whatever the hell they're called and bring them over. But auto build just completely melted that problem away. I would highly suggest that you go after and try and get the auto build uh, earlier on in your playthrough. Goddamn, I didn't get it until probably around 75 hours or so. So, I mean, I enjoyed building it, but oh, it came in just a little bit late. I got a little bit annoyed rebuilding certain things, but oh, auto build absolutely spectacular so with the auto build it will like kind of keep a little memory of things that you've built so if you're just going by and you made a little boat and like 10 minutes later you're like oh i need that boat again you can go to auto build and bam there's that little boat so fucking crucial so amazing and you just need to use uh, the little fucking stones or whatever that you find, the little luminous stones. And at that point, I had, I think, like 2,500 of them. I went nuts. I just collected so many of them. So I had complete and utter freedom to make whatever I want whenever I needed it, no matter how much it cost. So obviously, the less intense your build is, the less materials it's going to need the less it's going to cost to auto build it if it's crazy and got like 20 batteries on it and 10 pieces it's gonna cost you a bit but for me like i said i had so much of that resource didn't need to worry about it so that was great and in the in the depths you'll find you'll kind of deal with the yiga clan we'll talk a little bit about them in a bit but you'll find their little hideouts and in them you'll get schematics for really awesome like i wouldn't have fucking thought of that to build really awesome schematics like oh dude there's like hover machines hovercrafts you name it beam like there's even there's like traps there's a ton of awesome little schematics that you're gonna find all throughout the underground i feel like again i feel like a lot of them are underground there's probably a handful that you'll find above ground but i found most of them underground and they were excellent again oh the one that i used the most i love the monocycle it's like the little fucking motorcycle it was great, it was really fast, but it was, like, the second you hit anything that's got an incline of one millimeter, it's fucking useless. But, really fast to rip around on, and it's a little motorcycle, so it's fuck cool, really awesome. And, um, the best thing about auto-build, whatever you build, you can favorite it, and you can just, bam, pop it out whenever you want. Like, I made, you're like, oh shit, I, this is really, like, I made a cool boat that looked a little bit like a Jedi racing pod thing, like a cool, it just, I thought it was neat, so I saved it, and that was like my boat, I was like, oh, whenever I needed a boat, I'm like, boom, I'm gonna pull out my Star Wars boat, and bam, there it is, I even got a schematic for, like, a, probably a better boat, but I was like, fuck that, it's not my Star Wars boat, so you can save a handful of those, extremely useful, so auto build was amazing i loved auto build so fantastic so that took away my one minor gripe with having to rebuild stuff all the time so that's eliminated which is absolutely fantastic Ooh, one of the things i was very excited about i heard about this but you can build your own house uh in and around terrytown i love terrytown in breath of the wild that was one of my fucking places and terrytown in in Tears of the Kingdom might be better. There's some really fun shit that you can do. Some really fun quests. Especially the one where you're... Um, you take pictures of the monsters for the guy. And... Uh 
he'll make a sculpture for you and then you get to put the sculpture so it's just kind of like I love the little customization it just adds a little bit more personality and a little bit more of like yourself into the world of Hyrule it's like oh I, I put that sculpture there I took those pictures so that was sweet and then you get to build your own house and I will admit I only did it like twice it costs a lot of money and I like to hold on to my money so uh, I didn't build too much I just kind of built like my essentials like you could put down uh, a little sto- the, the little prayer statue so if you want to do the upgrades you can do that you can put a bed I'm pretty sure you can put a bed and you can put uh, cooking pot shit like that so like useful stuff a good thing to have for a home base and then there's a whole bunch of extra shit like I had a couple like you know I had my little, my little garden there you know a little garden it was pretty good but I was a little disappointed. Like, it was fine. Like, I thought, I just thought I was going to get, like, super, super addicted to it. But I honestly didn't. I just think maybe things were a little bit too expensive for me. And a lot of it was just unnecessary. Like, it would have been cool. Like, admit, like, I'll probably fuck around with it if I continue to play Tears of the Kingdom now that I'm done with it. That would probably be something that I'm going to spend my resources on now that I'm done with it. I, I definitely hoarded resources for sure. I could have used uh, them a little bit uh, more than than often, but no, the the house thing was very cool, an awesome touch to the game. Now I didn't get addicted to it the way that I did with like Fallout Four. I got really into building things, but this is I would say it's better. My house sucks though. I I couldn't build a very good house. It's only like four pieces or whatever. But again, it was really cool. You get this nice little piece of land that overlooks Terrytown, and yeah, it's sweet. You could just go there whenever. The dude just his whole entire life is just to sit there and wait for you. And and for him to build shit for you. So that guy's life sucks, but thankfully he's there for you. Whenever whenever you want, he'll be there. He's never going to leave. So really enjoyed that little touch. That was great, though I admittedly just didn't use it all that much. We have the, the dye shop has returned. I really enjoyed that in Breath of the Wild. You can dye your clothes different colors, at least most of them. Again, in Tears of the Kingdom, most of your clothes you are able to dye. And now you can add, like, patterns to your paraglider and shit like that i thought that was pretty freaking cute again not something i used all that much i i i would have more but it's something i found so late in the game like i was probably close to over probably over 100 hours or something like that and at that i was just like eh, i i look fine i don't need to i do like the yellow though the yellow always just really popped for me i enjoyed that but not much has changed in terms of the dyeing. It's just a great thing. You can just mix up your colors of most of your clothes, which is good. And I didn't think I talked about the little hidden frogs. I, I forget what they're, bubbles or something, but they're neat little... Uh, they're pretty. Some of them are hidden pretty good. I like them. They're pretty satisfying to locate. Sometimes you'll be down in a cave and you'll hear something like chewing. And it might be hidden behind a wall somewhere. It's going to be hidden. And you find them... You shoot it, you kill it, and it'll drop a little gem, which you can trade in for little trinkets that you get from some creepy guy, the monster guy who sells the stuff. Anyway, that was cool. That's where I'm pretty sure he's the one that gives you the Dark Link tunic. And, oh, now that I talked about it, let's just talk about the clothes for a second. Dude, I had a a handful of, like, nostalgia pops for some of the outfits that you can get in Tears of the Kingdom. So if you don't want to hear about them, just skip ahead for, like, five minutes. But I'm going to go a little bit into some of the clothes that you find. So, three, two, one. 
you can get the fucking outfit from 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 Ocarina of Time. You can get the outfit that you wore in Twilight Princess. You can get the fucking outfit for from Wind Waker. And oh my god, I found the sword from Wind Waker, and I freaked out for every one of them. The Midna like helmet you can get her helmet i think i lost my mind the most for that one that was so fucking sweet the dark link outfit was awesome the only thing that sucked about it is you couldn't upgrade that one and the other ones like the outfits that you wore in other games they were really it took a lot to upgrade those things you had to get the star pieces and those are a bitch sometimes bro like oh my i swear every time one of those fucking shooting stars goes by it's like an hour from morning and they just disappear once the sun comes out so i would be like just feet away and the sun comes up and it's gone like god damn it but yeah those were fucking awesome i love the outfits there was definitely i would say a much better variety in the outfits this time around god i wish i could have got my hands on that fucking froggy suit so much earlier i was damn near endgame because you have to literally go all around the world like you have to go and visit like eat there's some like a little mission you got to do in each continent and that was like one of the last things i did was like finally unlock all the places like every time i got to a place i just slowly make my way through the little region unlock as much as i want move on to the next one i didn't want to just go all over the place you know open up the towers and open up the whole map i just felt like that was gonna overwhelm me so i just wanted to take it piece by piece take my time kind of what a realization i ended up having in in breath of the wild was like just take your time slow down if you just open it all up it's going to be overwhelming you're not going to want to do anything so just a little tip for you if, if that's something you're maybe feeling a little overwhelmed in in tears of the kingdom which i admittedly did a handful of times i would be surprised if someone said they didn't there's so freaking much to do but the outfits there's an outfit that you get at the one place and it's got like flowers and shit on it it's like this super awesome outfit and link has like he puts like uh a wig on and it's pink i just loved it i fucking went nuts for that shit i thought it was so freaking cute so yeah the the outfits definitely stepped up from from the last one i really enjoyed that and now i did just mention him so going around all the regions and to get the froggy suit you have to finish the mission uh with pen and pen is awesome i really like that guy he's like the big bird dude and ha huh, hey partner he calls you partner and shit i love that guy but at every stable you got to go to every stable and he'll be there and there'll be something going on and you just got to figure out what's going on he'll write up the story and i think you have to go do 15 of them and like every five of those you complete you'll get a piece of the froggy suit and the froggy suit oh my god like it's it's a must it's so useful like oh gee every i swear every time i gotta climb something really big it starts to fucking rain and the the what do you call it the anti-slip potions i just found never worked but once you get the full froggy suit oh fuck i was like finally but i just it's just i was so late by the time i got it and it, yeah i wish i had it from the beginning that would have been something great but sadly it's attached to a mission that is extremely long but i did really really enjoy that mission i loved you know finding like going to a new region and finding that stable the that region stable was like really satisfying like oh boy a stable that means i'm gonna find a well that means pen's gonna be there i'm gonna get some pony points i'm gonna fucking probably find a new mission there might be a great fairy around stables are awesome they're just like 
guarantee shit's going down at a stable every time. So they're always fun to locate and finding pen and just, oh God, I was so determined. I should have been more determined to get that froggy suit, but at the, I just was not convinced that it was going to not make me slip, but it, it definitely makes you not slip, which is extremely, extremely helpful. Oh my goodness. So I'm going to sprinkle in a few, a handful of moments here and there while we talk about the, the temple. So let's get into the first temple that I took down, which was the Wind Temple. And I would recommend that, that if you're you know, deciding which temple you want to go for, which direction you want to go, I would recommend the Wind Temple, uh, the Ritos, because the power you get from, from doing that one, I found was the one that I utilized the most by far. By far for me, it was the most useful. So, let's talk about how we get uh, to the temple. So, you start by climbing up the giant tornado storm thing. That was pretty fucking awesome, I must admit. Really enjoyed that. Looked awesome. These big freaking tornadoes that you're flying around and then you see all these crazy big like not quite viking ships but big wooden ships you know and you're jumping onto those ships you're slowly making your way up to the wind temple it was pretty fun i was i thought it wouldn't have been as good because sometimes i don't like climbing up things because i tend to fall off them and then have to do the climbing all over again but i was good they do a pretty good job at making sure that you're not going to fall off there's a lot of tornadoes around i think the ships have like an airflow so you're good to go you're good to go and it also just looked fucking awesome this this place was dope like like i said kind of got like this viking ship feeling to it and your objective here is you need to turn on five wind turbines so a big hoopla or debate with the new legend of zelda nowadays is people don't like how temples are done in the new games they're shorter they're you're you're not like finding a big new weapon or a new something that's going to lead to you beating that temple's boss they're a little bit more condensed now they're almost they're definitely uh, they feel smaller but and you're not necessarily getting a weapon like you're you're going into these temples with a partner basically and that's your power up basically and you're going to use that power to get through it's i like it like i'm fine with it i like like i honestly would prefer it if we had like the shrines and then the old school style that they went to we'll we'll get into it don't worry but i understand that it's not everybody's cup of tea the new way that they've been doing these temples so again you got to turn on five wind turbines and then once you do that, you get to the boss fight, which I thought this was a great boss fight. Fighting up, like, this giant ice dragon bug thing. I thought it was dope. You're flying through the air. You're dodging these tornadoes that he's shooting at you. It was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed that boss fight. One of my favorite ones, I would say. It might be my favorite one out of the four temples. And then, oh, the power-up, like I said, by far was the one that I used the most. You get Tulin, and he joins in to help you fight, and he'll just shoot out a gust of wind uh, whenever. Not whenever, there's like a little, what do you call it, uh, uh, where it has to fill up a bar or whatever. It doesn't take very long, but whenever it's, the bar's full, he'll shoot out a little gust of wind. And it's so useful, man. Like, whenever you're just going around, you want to get a little boost of speed in the air, he'll boost you across. It's super duper useful so i would recommend you go after this one first because that was just a ton it just helped me out so much that power up and yeah i really liked it and at the beginning it's a lot of fun kind of having a partner come with you i thought that was really 
it was kind of nice. Like, for a while there, like, I didn't touch the temples for a long time. So I was just out there by myself. A lot of the time, I didn't even bother having a horse. I was just building my own kind of things. But once you're done with the temple, you'll get, like, a spirit version of the person that you were in the temple with. And they'll just be with you. They'll, they're they kind of like ghosts, a little spooky. And, yeah, at first, it was really kind of awesome. I really enjoyed just having a dude coming around with me. I like that. I, I always enjoyed that. There, it reminds me of the first time I played Halo when I was a kid. And a dude, like, glitched, and he wasn't supposed to be, like, with me on this mission, but, like, this AI Marine was just with me, and that was my bro, and it just felt so good. I was like, I know you're not supposed to be here, man, but I, God, do I ever appreciate it. But, yeah, it's it's good at the beginning, but, like, you will have, you get five of these little spirits by the end, and sometimes they get in the fucking way. Like, I'm just trying to shoot an arrow, and you accidentally hit the wrong button, and then they're fucking shooting off a wind turbine, you're like, God damn it. So that's a little bit of a nitpick that I had, but for the most part, I really appreciated the company. It was pretty awesome. So let's talk about some other moments that I had throughout this game. So pretty early on, I imagine a lot of us found the the girl in the well that's just looking for all the wells around in Hyrule. And there is a shitload of wells, and I doubt it's worth finding all of them. I know I sure as hell didn't, but I was in one well, and there's like this fucking huge pile of rocks. And I was like, oh, cool, there's probably a chest or something cool. So you're breaking the rocks open, and then this ginormous skeleton Stalox dude pops out. And that was surprising. That was fun. I've seen this dude before. He's from Breath of the Wild. But that was just a fun little surprising boss fight. I was like, oh, snap. That's that's a lot of fun. And there's, like, a lot of really cool... I found, like, the bosses that you find out about... I found them a little bit more fun and challenging than the temple bosses. I understand why they did it that way. We have to remember that this is a game that a lot of kids are playing. So they don't want to make things too hard. Especially things that are on the main quest. Like, they don't want to have... Uh, you know, 10-year-old Timmy throwing his fucking switch at the wall because he can't beat the second boss in the temple or whatever and his mom's gonna flip the fuck out kind of deal, you know what I'm saying? Anyway, that obsidian... There's an obsidian frox, I think it's called, underground. That dude was sick. He's like this giant frog rock thing that, like, sucks you in. He was pretty pretty challenging at first. I admittedly tried to run away from it, and I wasn't, I didn't know it was a frog, so it started jumping at me, and I was like, fuck this noise. This is crazy. And let's talk about this boss. So this guy was a bit of a fuck. I think he might might be becoming a little bit notorious, I think, with uh, people that have played Tears of the Kingdom, because I'm hearing a lot of talk about it, but King Gleok, he's that fucking boss the tri-headed dragon and each of the heads has a different elemental it's like electric fire and ice or something so not only are you like he looks awesome i'll say that right out of the gate looks awesome you see a variety of these throughout the world you'll see like an electric dragon tri-headed dragon you'll see a fire one they're all around i admittedly didn't fight any of those the king gleok was the first one of these that i fight so i went straight for the fucking right for the king i guess i didn't know what i was doing i just kind of walked into it and next thing you know i'm fighting and the freaking King Gleog, and I was like, God damn, but it was really awesome, like, the first half was awesome, you're just taken down, you can shoot at his weaknesses, and you're just wearing him down, and then the second part of the fight, get, whittle him down to the second half, and god damn, does he ever become a piece of shit, <laughs> he flies like 10,000 feet in the air, and you gotta try and get up there, meanwhile, he's dropping, like, icicles on you, fucking lightning bolts, it's 
a little bit out of control. I was just like, holy fuck, like this is this is a little tricky. And I finally took him down, but I didn't like that. That second half definitely was a little bit much. It was a real pain in the ass. Like how I was doing it, like the icicle would come down, I'd get onto an icicle and then recall the icicle back up into the sky. And then, I don't know, it'd be like a 60% of the time, I'd probably get hit by a different icicle or hit with a lightning strike. And yeah, I was just... He was whooping my ass. He definitely whooped my ass. I would say that was the most challenging fight that I got. It wasn't like, you know, Dark Souls hard or anything, but I liked the challenge. I was I, I enjoyed it. That was a cool boss fight. I did enjoy that one. All right, let's go back. Let's talk about the next temple that I took down. That was the Fire Temple. I feel like... You know, I don't know off the top of my head, but I feel like I always go in the exact same order. It's always wind, fire, water, and then whatever. Lightning, light, dark, whatever the hell they want it to be in that particular game. But here we go with the fire temple. You got the Gorons, and there's like that weird rock roaster thing, whatever. I don't know. They make it look delicious. Like, I want to eat rocks when they're eating the rock. I'm like, I want that. I will, I will, I would eat that rock if, if you gave me it, if you gave me it. I would try it. Anyway. Once you get there, you have to go up Death Mountain using a minecart. That was pretty fun. I like ripping up the minecart. And at that point, uh, what's the dude's name? Uh, Unibo? He's all right. I mean, uh, the character was not my favorite. He's a little bit, yeah, just kind of cliche. But his power was okay. It came in handy at, at certain points for sure. Uh, he'll just roll into a ball and you can aim him and shoot him at whatever the fuck you want you can shoot him at enemies uh particularly i like to shoot him into the boulders if i needed to smash open a particular ore to get the the goodies inside i would use him sometimes especially if i was short on bombs or or what have you so unibo had a pretty useful uh thing i i would use him but he fuck that guy got in the way a lot man more him more than anybody he would get in my way and like oh there he goes he just launched him off and they, there he goes he's gone but yeah he was all right so you're going up with the carts and then you get a really easy mini boss fight at the top using these like flying contraptions to fight three giant firestone dragon head things it was pretty fucking awesome i thought that was really it was really easy but it was pretty freaking awesome i must admit i enjoyed that and then you go into Death Mountain, where you find the Fire Temple with your buddy Unibo, of course. He's there with you. And we already talked about what he can do. And then, you know, the Fire Temple was not my favorite. I find the Fire Temples usually hit for me. I generally enjoy them. This one just was like, it was fine. I thought the layout, though, was a bit confusing. It's like five floors, and you gotta hit five gongs kind of the theme of the of the of the these temples it's right like four or five things you got to hit or or go to and touch them or some shit that's generally how these temples go down and then the boss fight was it was solid it was all right i got a pop for um it, I, I, th- I think it's called goma but i was like oh shit there's goma from ocarina of time i was like oh that's pretty fucking cool so i got a little pop for that but the fight was fine. You're using Unibo. You're shooting at its legs. And then you attack its eye. I mean, very classic Legend of Zelda. You, you attack the big... Whatever the big red thing is, you're probably going for it. Definitely not bad. It's serviceable. I, I understand what they're going for. Again, like, you're not, not going for something overly difficult. You don't want to go for something monotonous and, like, tedious. But, I don't know. I think they maybe went for a little bit overly simple, honestly. I wish they went for... A little bit more creativity, but this one was all right. Definitely gets the points for it being Goma, so that definitely that'll definitely take it a little bit of the way. 
So back to some of the fun moments that I had throughout Hyrule. Cool little side quest I enjoyed in Terrytown. Uh, sending off little Madison or Matson, whatever the hell her little name is, little cutie uh, in Terrytown. I like that because her dad is like the Terrytown like regular construction dude or whatever, but her mom is a Gerudo, and you got to help her. Uh, begin her Gerudo adventure, which is like her just going off on her own or whatever. I enjoyed that. It was a really cute, fun little moment right there. And I talked about the monstrous collection. I, j- I really enjoyed that that quest. Taking pictures of the monsters. And I, I really enjoyed taking pictures of the monsters. It reminded me of like Pokemon sta- Snap. I was just like, shit, like they can maybe they could do something with that. Have like Legend of Zelda Snap, and you're just taking pictures of the monsters, sending them in for this dude who'll make the sculptures, and then you get to place the sculptures. And oh man, I think I, I think I'm on to something here. But yeah, I got really into the monstrous collection. I liked going around and Looking up, for the most part, I'd be like, okay, I remember where I saw that monster. Let's go over there and check it out. And you just grab a picture. Very simple, but it was fun. I enjoyed it. Well, the only thing I didn't like was how, like, annoying the dude got when you would build it. He's like, hey, like, freaking out and shit. Didn't like that. That was a little bit fucking annoying. Got another boss fight here. Uh, Call Gera in the depths. A lot of the depth. Uh, creatures were things that I really enjoyed. They were a little bit more challenging, bigger, and badder. You know, uh, you know what I'm saying? But this thing was fucking awesome. Looked awesome. It's like massive flying snake bug thing. Kind of like the the Wind Temple boss a little bit. But this thing, like, uh, this is the one I think it's in the dark. And it killed the shit out of me the first time because I couldn't see it. I was in the air and it's flying around up there and I'm getting hit by this fucking thing i'm like what the fuck is going on and yeah i had to come had to find the the light route or whatever to, to brighten up everything before i could fight it but it was sweet man you got to do- another one you got to dodge the tornadoes but you're hitting its weak points and i think they're like ice weak points and you smash through them you can like fly up and then dive through them very satisfying to do that and the music during this fight was dope i'm pretty sure i put it in at the beginning but yeah i remember talking about the music in the first episode and i was just i wasn't bad mouthing the music i was just saying that none of it really stood out to me as like oh wow that's a really catchy awesome tune overall it's an incredibly orchestrated insane fucking music soundtrack it's incredible it's just not something that i like it's not melodies that i'm gonna be like humming at work you know it's not the price is right theme song that i i shit you not i hum it at least four times a day dun 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 oh no it happened again oh jesus all right let's move on to something else that was one of the better boss fights i really enjoyed fighting that thing just took me a minute to find it and then oh the mayoral mayoral election and hantano village or whatever that shit was fun i liked it because it was a little bit different you're going around and um you have to like i think you're giving people mushrooms or these colorful mushrooms you're trying to convince uh which side you want to vote for i went for the colorful people i just i was like of course i'm gonna go for the fun uh the fun people that was a fun memorable little quest i enjoyed that that was fun and then you get to oh Oh man, I had a lot. I, th- I think I spent like four days just like exploring the coast, the coastline of Hyrule on the beaches and shit. Oh my god, the beaches are beautiful. Probably, I would say for me, probably the best looking Switch game. This game's gorgeous. Like, I don't care what people say, outdated hardware. I mean, I think this game is extremely impressive for the hardware that it's on. Like, the water in the beach, it looks so freaking good i loved being here and there's a little village 
A little beach village you need to rebuild with Bolson. That was a lot of fun. Though it was kind of simple. Like you're just kind of sticking a stick in, in a hole. But I really got a kick out of it. It's so chill. It's so pretty. I love the music. And all oh, little crabs that are running around everywhere. Those little fuckers. Oh, I love chasing them around. I love the beach area. One of my favorite areas. Might be my, my area. If I was like a kid playing this, that would probably be the area that I'm just... Hanging out. That's what I used to do when I played Ocarina of Time before I knew how to play video games. I would just ride around, uh, find a cool spot, and just hang out. And yeah, I would definitely be hanging out in the beach areas. I freaking loved it. And oh, buddy. Oh, I'll save this one. Let's let's do another temple. Let's talk the water temple. Everyone's favorite water temple time. So water temples definitely have gotten better. I think it's mostly like... Majora's Mask and Ocarina of Time that people don't like the water temples. Me, I hate water in video games. I think it doesn't freaking work. I hate it. It slows you down. It's not fun. But some games do water right. I mean, Donkey Kong Country. Mario, for the most part, can do water pretty good. Banjo-Kazooie, I think, did water good. Anyway, let's see how, how Zelda did this time around. So you get to the Zora's Domain, always a beautiful, incredible place. I mean, it's it looks like it did it. I mean, it's the same place that it was in Breath of the Wild. Now it's just covered in black goop that you got to get rid of the black goop. So once you get rid of the black goop, it's really pretty again and, and, and just fucking incredible. Loved, loved the music in this area. Just, just so magical, just a fucking magical place. I love it. So for the temple, you got to go around turning on faucets, and then you get to a solid boss fight. This one was a bit of a letdown. It only took me 40 minutes or so. I breezed through this temple. No problemo. Uh, yeah, just, it just kind of happened. I was like, oh, okay. Like, not bad, not incredible, not memorable, but it did what it needed to do. The boss was small. I remember the boss was small. That was different. I was not expecting it to be small. Definitely reminded me of the boss in the Water Temple at Orcarina Time, where it's just kind of like, almost like a little like cell or something inside of a bigger organism. Anyway, I was like, oh, that's nice. That's different. And you get, um, it was, like I said, it was a fine boss fight. I liked the design of it. It was pretty, it was cool. Uh, and then the power-up that you get, get a water shield. I never used it. Can't say I ever used it. Maybe a handful of times by mistake, never used it, but it'll block a hit for you, which is, you know, useful if you need it. And then when you activate it, you'll, if you swing your sword, it'll shoot like little, little water squirts out. It, it, it was fine. It, I, again, I never used the fucking thing admittedly. Yeah. The water temple, I was a little, a little bit let down. It was it was fine. Like it was just kind of serviceable. It was a little bit fun using the water, like, you have to use water devices to get rid of the the goop. So, you know, a splash fruit was very, very effective in this area for the arrows. You attach a splash fruit, shoot a little water at everything. That was extremely effective, obviously. And, all right, we'll do the... We'll talk about the Lightning Temple because there's only one more big quest that I want to talk about. So, Lightning Temple, that's your Gerudo area. I always call it the Light Temple, but they, they made it very known that it was the Lightning Temple in this one. And, you know, the Sandy area... Not my favorite place to be. It's a little bit of a pain in the ass, especially weather-wise. During the day, it's incredibly hot, and then at night, it gets extremely cold. Cold, I'm, I was more able to deal with. I definitely had the equipment to deal with that. In terms of the hot, I didn't have any clothing, really. I had a hat or whatever, like a little tiara or some shit that you could put on. Otherwise, I had to make meals all the time to deal with the heat. So, not my favorite area, but I liked it because it was different. 
But then, like, you also move around really slow in the sand. You can't bring your horse out there. You have to use the walruses, which are admittedly extremely cute. Walruses are adorable, but you have to fucking catch them all the time. You can't just have one, which kind of sucks. So, not my favorite areas are the sandy areas. But this was actually one of my more preferred of the temples and uh, in terms of the objectives that you're doing. So you, you get to meet these new fucking enemies and oh, they remind me of the goddamn re-deads from Ocarina of Time that absolutely terrified me big time as kids. They're not as terrifying to me now, but the Gibdos or whatever, those things, I was like, oh shit, yeah, those are freaky, uh, especially when you don't know how to handle them because you the first time you see them, you, you hit them with your sword, you do no damage to them, you're like, what the fuck? So I ran away, but then once you figure out, you just have to hit them with any sort of elemental uh attack and then they're fucking one hit kills they're they're awesome for that and then they drop their bone or whatever and i was like oh shit and it it adds a lot of damage when you attach it but it only gives you like one or two swipes and then it breaks so i was disappointed because i spent like a half hour killing a bunch of them and collecting a whole bunch of their bones i was like oh yeah i'm set up now and then i realized that how fragile they are so don't do what i did and waste your time a whole bunch they also crawl around on the on the ground. I don't like that. I don't like when enemies crawl on the ground. Don't like when they jump at me and when they're on the ground being all freaky. They got red eyes. Yeah, these things. Uh, aside from one other dude, we'll talk about in a minute. Was probably the scariest thing in these in this game. But they they were fine. But cool. I liked them. So now you got to you get to Gerudo Town. Everyone's fucking stuck underground because those terrifying new creatures are all up there. So you need to protect Gerudo Town from a swarm of those new Gibdo enemies, and you're just fucking them up with Reju's lightning strikes. And her power is dope. I would uh, she hers. I don't know. Again, I didn't use it much because she was very close to end game for me. But it's dope. She'll just you just you know activate her and then as long as you hold her like her little circle will just get bigger and bigger and then you'll just shoot a light up shoot an arrow in that lightning bolt and it'll just fuck anything up in that area with lightning it's pretty fantastic and the introduction to uh to her power is a lot of fun you just get sworn with these enemies and you're just blasting them away with lightning strikes uh pretty awesome so that was a good time and then you got to do the task. Lighting up the towers to open up the temple was fucking tedious as hell. At this point, I was like, okay, I, I get the gimmick. Is Go do this. Go over there. Do that again. Do it four times. And then we can move on. And then you got to charge up four batteries again. It, it was fine. It, wasn't a li- it was definitely a little bit tedious. And then we get to the boss fight. Queen Gibdo boss fight. Looks awesome. You got a giant beetle type creature thing. I enjoyed the the design on this thing. Pretty cool. Fight was easy, but it was it was pretty fun. Fending off the Gibdos and you're shooting down the queen with the lightning strikes. A lot of fun. The, the power-up definitely brought uh, a lot of the funness to this temple. I wish the other ones did more so. Like, the Goron one was fine. Like... It was. It just wasn't. It wasn't utilized as good as some of the other powers. But yeah, I enjoyed this temple. I'd say between, I'd say the lightning temple and the and the the wind temple would be my favorite ones. Fire and water. They were just kind of serviceable. They were fine. Not bad, but definitely, definitely not going to stick in my memory. Like you know the <laughs> the the water temple from Ocarina of Time. But Jesus, yeah, they were they're fine. It was all right. Boss fights, all good. All right, let's talk about this final little. Um, not a little quest, but it's a pretty big one. Fucking searching for Master Koga of the of the Yiga clan. This guy's a character. I love him. He's like this 
fucking overweight little tubby um, Yiga member, and he's the leader, and he's just ridiculous. He's your classic uh, goofy, dumb leader, but he's really funny. So you're chasing him around the underground, and you're having these very entertaining boss fights where he's literally pulling like a Dr. Eggman. He's going to bring out this big new wacky machine that he's built and you take him down and he's gonna fucking use the new machine on you really fun i i really looked forward to these fights like all right what's he gonna bring out this time and his final fight the last fight with him was excellent i'll just let you enjoy that yourselves i really enjoyed that he had a lot of awesome contraptions he was one of my favorites i really i definitely i saved him for for later because i was just i was like oh yeah this this is one of my favorite guys so i really enjoyed that side quest love to hear from y'all there's a ton of there's so many side quests i didn't get there's so much man there's just too much and i was ready like i said i'm i'm ready for it to be a back burner game now if i want to pop it in for an hour once every other week or week or so whatever bang out a few missions there's just a lot a lot to do so there's a lot of them that i didn't get to there's probably a lot of gems and fantastic moments that i didn't get to experience but i feel like it's going to be one of those games that even though everybody has played tears of the kingdom i feel like everyone's going to have a different story for something wacky that happened that probably didn't happen to anyone else that you're gonna talk to okay Let's get to the final area, which which takes place over a few places, kind of like Hyrule Castle mixed with the Spirit Temple. But here you're finding Zelda around the castle fighting enemies. Music in the castle, of course, is fucking excellent. Uh, in here, I definitely got a little bit lost. I had a little bit of trouble locating Zelda, which, I mean, it's fine. Part of the challenge, which was fine with me, fighting a whole bunch of enemies. At this point, you know, I'm fully just beefed up got all the hearts got all the stamina so many weapons i don't know what to do with them powerful as fuck got all the upgraded armor and everything i don't know if i touched on the great fairies yet but they're returning in breath of the wild same thing that they did uh in breath of the wild they're here in tears of the kingdom the more that you find the higher you can upgrade your equipment so once you find them all you can get some very very beefy tanky equipment and yeah i definitely had my set for sure so you're finding her, and then you fight, like, an army of Phantom Ganons that was pretty freaking sweet. A little bit intimidating. I was like, oh, God. Because, man, I remember, like, what, the first 30 hours or so, the first time you meet Phantom Ganon and those creepy hands. That was a fucking moment. I was, like, terrified because I was not expecting that. In my Legend of Zelda game, I must admit. And now probably to the most terrifying enemy i think in the game and that's the mummified ganon that dude is fucking creepy as shit he's like all mummified and ghouly and fucking creepy yeah i preferred them all juiced up you know much bigger and normal looking mummified ganon no fuego senor i did not like him he was scary and then you got to gather the pieces and then you oh dude you're building the robot and that was that was a moment for me when you i i found that area there's the you you can find this area way earlier like i did like i found that little depot deep underground and where they're building things and when i came back to it building this i was like oh fuck like i haven't been here in like 80 hours i was like i forgot about this place and it was really fun i was like oh sweet so you build this fucking robot dude and i was like oh shit this is where some of the crazy videos that i've seen online of some of the crazy things that people are building now it started to make sense you get access uh, excuse me to this ridiculous robot after you build it a little bit tedious building it. it's just like okay go to these four corners 
grab one piece, bring it back here, that kind of shit. You know, uh, what do they call that? Fetch quest, basically. But, you know, it was fine. So you gather the pieces, you build the robot, and then you ride the son bitch. It's pretty fucking awesome, man. It's pretty awesome. You can attach things to it, of course. Attach whatever you want to it, and you can attach spike arms, lasers, rockets. You can attach things to the back of it. So you can attach a fan, you can make it move faster, you can attach a rocket to its back, make it fly in the air like 100 feet. It's pretty fucking amazing. And then you get a boss fight, and I I was pretty smitten with this boss fight. It's like, a, it's like straight up ECW, Extreme Championship Wrestling. It's like a wrestling match. You get put in like a barbed wire ring, and then you fight against another robot. Tons of fun, man. I had a lot of fun with this. Great variety. You know, it was the only fight like this. And yeah, the robot was fun. I enjoyed that. That was a lot of fun. One of the probably top three, top five boss fight in this game for me. Had a good time with that. Especially the barbed wire. I was like, I, I just had ECW flashbacks. And this is this is just too fantastic. So that was the last. So you get that. Um, that's basically your last. You get an extra temple. That's your spirit temple. And then you get access to this robot whenever you want. It'll follow you around and you can get into it. You can fucking attach shit, whatever you want to it. And again, this is another thing kind of got it very late game so i didn't get to play around with the robot a whole bunch and it was just good to have it around i didn't get into it a whole bunch because you have to you know, it uses batteries and when it runs out of power you're like oh well i'm just a sitting fucking duck so i might as well just get out and do things on my own and let it do its own thing so that's how i utilized it but it is very very cool so now let's get to the final battle baby you know it so i guess this is, you know, if you don't want to hear about the final battle against you-know-who, just, you know, tap out now. It's going to be probably about five or so minutes, and then we'll, we'll wrap this thing up nicely. We'll go through the things that didn't like, things I liked. We'll give it a score, and we'll send you on your way. But first, let's talk about the fight against Ganon. So it starts out, I mean, right out of the gate, Ganon looks fantastic. I love his design. Almost, he, he gives me like a desert samurai vibe. Like he's got samurai style hair. He's kind of got a cloak on. Just looks like an awesome samurai. He's massive, big, big man. Like I don't know how big Link is, but Ganon's probably three times the size of him. He's big as fuck, intimidating, and he looks awesome. So you start out, first part. You got to start fighting uh, waves of enemies with your homies and you know, all your buddies that you, you gathered up on, on the way throughout your adventure. And of course, this is just a ton of fun. You're just wave of pretty easy. They're all the fairly easy enemies. There's nothing too crazy out there. And you just fuck them up, man. Like, just go to town. I went to town. I was like, all right, this is it. So I used all my best shit. And I, we just fucking fucked them up. So you go through a handful of waves of them, like three or four, and now we get to the fight. So everyone leaves you at this point. It's just you and Ganon. You don't have any access to your buddies no more. No giant robot. Just you, your bow, your shield, your sword, and 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 yeah, and that stuff. So part one, super easy, simple introduction to the fight. It's just you and him, one-on-one, swords, shields, dodge. Very, very simple. Took him down in like a minute. No problem. Part two, now we got clones. He sends out a whole bunch of clones. Admittedly, a little bit a little bit annoying because I'm just trying to lock... Like, I can see him. I know which one's him, and I just want to lock onto him, but it's locking on to everybody that's not fucking him. I'm like, God damn it. So that was a little bit annoying, but it was a decent section. I also got a good little giggle. His uh, health barb goes like Demon Soul style. It just, take, it just goes like... 
takes up the whole fucking screen. I'm like, oh, okay, I see what we're doing right here. So that, that gave me a good little chuckle. I'm like, you're cute. You're cute. You know you know who I fucking beat on the first try, Ganon? Melania. Not a big deal. Not like I haven't mentioned that before. All right, part three. Now we're starting to ramp up the challenge a little bit. I'm starting to dig this. Ganon starts to steal your hearts when you get hit. Took me a... A little bit to notice that because I had so many of them. I'm like, wait a second, where'd all my hearts go? And then I started to realize that, oh shit, like I'm getting whacked and he's just taking those hearts away from me. So there, that, you know, adds into a challenge, especially if you, you're going up, if you didn't have a whole bunch of hearts like I did. Like, oh shit, that definitely turns up the heat a little bit there in part three. And you definitely need to use your dodges effectively. You need to dodge his counter and then counter it with a counter. It's pretty good. It took me a minute to get the timing. I was very bad. Very bad at the timing. Rarely ever used any parries. You don't have to parry in this fight, but yeah, I wasn't big. I didn't use the flurry rushes all that much, but you have to be quite effective with them to get through the third part of the phase of this fight, and then you get to the fucking grand finale, baby. Part four gets crazy. Again, you don't want to hear it. Just skip ahead a few minutes. You'll be okay, but Ganon becomes a giant dragon, and it's it's as beautiful and badass as it gets. It becomes this gorgeous, you know, Japanese-style dragon. And another major spoiler here for Zelda. She is also a dragon. She turns herself into a dragon. Uh, she eats one of the, the tears of the kingdom, you know? She eats a tear, which, makes, which gives her eternal life and turns her into a dragon. Which, uh, admittedly, when that happened, I was like, Oh, that's pretty cool. She's a dragon. So that's neat. So... Ganon turns into a dragon, in comes Zelda dragon, she comes in, and you ride her, and you're fighting fucking thousands of feet in the sky on your dragon, fight, getting, and you have to jump onto him, and you just have to, I think there's like four points on to Ganon, and you just have to attack his four points and kill that, and it's cool, like after you get... Uh, you kill one of his weak points. He'll throw you up into the air, and then Zelda's down there waiting for you. And she just she'll always get you. She's always gonna grab you. I just I loved how like perfect that it was. That must have been extremely challenging to make work. I would imagine for the game developers, but I thought that was really fucking awesome. Like I had no fear. Like there was no like if you fall off Ganon, no big deal. Admittedly, I was a little stressed out at the beginning of this phase because I really didn't know what I was doing. I knew I had to get onto him, but I didn't know where, and it wouldn't actually let me get onto him. Because there's certain areas you have to get onto his back, where his weak points are to attack him. But it was beautiful, beautiful fight. Like I, oh, it's a t- it's a toss up. Which which dragon was cooler? I mean, I'm a sucker for evil shit, so like black and and reds, it just looks so much cooler. But Zelda's dragon design also gorgeous with the white and like the per- the the. The greeny blue, just, oh, beautiful, not too hard. I really enjoyed the final boss fight. Like, it's, final boss fights are really tough to challenge. I know people nowadays aren't really the biggest fans of boss fights, and I have had my complaints with boss fights in the past, especially certain ones that are way too long or just ramping up the difficulty spike for absolutely no reason just to add in an extra hour of agonizing gameplay like no 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 legend of zelda doesn't do that they don't go overly difficult with with the with the boss fights it's fairly simple like it's pretty easy to figure them out and 
not something that you would ever agonize to do ever again, but it's not something that I was like, oh, I can't wait to do that boss fight again. And maybe that's because I'm desensitized to from playing games like the Dark Souls games, which are just boss gauntlets and their, and their boss designs are just out of control. But again, that, that audience is substantially different than your Legend of Zelda audience. You're going to have much younger fans playing this. And I would I have to grade it with that in mind, saying that, like, yeah, it, they weren't overly challenging or crazy, but they weren't tedious, they weren't bad, they weren't long, they weren't just, they, they felt just right. But, you know, not the most memorable. But I would say that dragon fight, that was, that will probably stick with me. That was pretty fucking awesome. Though I saw it coming a mile away, but still extremely satisfying. So, bam, son. And that is the gig. That's it. That's the end of Legend of Zelda. I've been playing this game since the day it came out. I don't remember what day it came out, but I've been playing it. There haven't been very many off days. I would say maybe a week or two total since the day I got it. I hadn't played it, but I played it pretty consistently every day, at least probably an hour, maybe two, and I loved every minute of it. I absolutely adored this game. But before we slob all over this game, let's just talk about, let's nitpick a little bit, because I know people like to complain about this game. And there are a couple things that bothered me. The the Blood Moon cutscene. Every fucking time dude like do we have to can we is there there's probably a way to turn it off and i'm an idiot but annoyed me every time every time i saw that stupid red moon in the sky i'm like oh no i had to deal with that stupid cutscene, and it's just oh that little delay that it does before it'll let you skip it pisses me off so that's annoying but again not not big you know i'm definitely pulling for straws here i found climbing in the rain just absolutely fucking the worst thing. So annoying. So demoralizing. You're you're getting absolutely nowhere, and it's so annoying. Yes, it is fixed by the froggy suit, but I have to say it because for at least 110 hours of my gameplay, I didn't have that full set of froggy suits. So it was really annoying to climb in the rain. And I will say, climbing in general, now that um, I played Breath of the Wild already, so that the newness of that mechanic, it didn't get old in this one. Like, I still enjoy especially being able to climb wherever you want. I still love that. But I definitely wasn't, like, as enamored with the, cl- with the climbing mechanic as I was the first time. Like, you're like, oh boy, well, oh, here's this 8,000-foot fucking mountain I gotta climb up. And yeah, a lot of that time when I'm climbing, I'm you know on my phone, having a sip of coffee, take a, you know doing something else. So if they could liven up that somehow, make that a little bit more fun, make that traversal a little bit more, uh, a little bit better, that would definitely go a long way if they can figure that one out. I know like you could speed yourself up and all that stuff, and I do. It's just it, it's a little bit tedious at times to climb up shit. And then, like I said, having four or five of those spirits following you around, sometimes when it's chaotic and you're just, like, fucking surrounded by enemies and you're just trying to dodge something, you're just trying to... Sometimes they just get in the freaking way. But I would say 80% of the time, I really just enjoyed having the companions with me. It was great just not feeling alone, even though it's a nice filled-up game. I mean, it's not as full as a Red Dead Redemption or even, like, a Cyberpunk or something like that where there's just, like... A lot of shit going on. I mean, you are on the Switch, so there are parts in Hyrule Field and shit where it's a little barren. There's not a lot going on, but there's a lot, so much to do in this game. It's a little bit insane. So, honestly, that's really all I have. In terms of cons, I mean, like, the little, littlest nitpick for, like, the bosses not being the most creative or or just 
like addicting addictively fun i found they went very safe and standard with the bosses in this game it just some of them were good like i said the ones i just found the ones that you have to look for were were the best fights in the game so there's that and so now let's just go crazy with this game music out of control phenomenal amazing soundtrack i love the music uh it just fits so perfectly uh, in all whatever setting you're in, underground, above ground, traveling through, flying, whatever. It's got a beautiful soundtrack all throughout. I, I love the music in this game. It's not going to be like my favorite soundtrack of the year just because like orchestrated, you know, a brilliant piece, pieces of music aren't really like things I'm going to sit down and like, like I said, hum at work or something, but undeniably a beautifully orchestrated game. Voice acting is what it is. There's not a lot of it, but when it's there, it's fine. You know, it's not bad. It's not cringy. It's serviceable. It does the job. It's fine. Graphics, I think this is probably the best looking Switch game in ter- terms of its size and what game it is. I mean, it's not as eye popping as some of the Mario Kart 8 levels and shit like that, but in terms of a open world game of this size on the Switch, it's incredible what it's doing. It runs next to perfectly like there is a little bit of slowdown when things are getting really crazy but it's quite limited glitches cannot be found this game runs just i can't like for how big it is and how much is going on like to not run into like clipping issues and like anything like that tearing nah it's so clean so refined beautifully beautifully crafted game with a ton of love tons of love gameplay is you know they're oh, like I can't say perfection, but they they had an incredible framework to work with out of Breath of the Wild, and I'm blown away with what they were able to add on to that framework, which I thought was already very full and just amazing. They added so much to this game, which was originally a DLC concept, and they were able to flesh it out this much. It's nothing short of incredible what they were able to do with a sequel to Breath of the Wild. I mean. A lot of us were skeptical. It's like, how are you going to be able to do it? And I think successfully so. They have nailed it. I was blown away. Uh, Gameplay, all the new things, uh, the building, auto-building, all the new power-ups, the fusing was just so freaking cool. There's so much to do. I mean, 150 hours, like, you can sneeze on that. You can easily double, triple, quadruple that if you want to with this game easily. Um... Is it a game that I would ever come back and, like, replay the whole thing? Probably not, because, again, it's, like, 150 hours, but uh, the way that I played it this time was with that in mind, that I didn't want to really miss anything too important. I got my fill. 160 or so hours. I'm very, very content and happy with this game. A beautifully crafted video game. Uh, For now... We're still, we still got quite a few months, and there's some big hitters out there still that I, I want to play this year. And fucking, uh, what's that game that just came out? Uh, ooh, Dungeons and Dragons, no. Uh, d- whatever, I don't know. There's a game that just, Baldur's Gate 3, that game just came out and just slammed its way under my radar. I am beyond interested in that game. So when it comes out on PS5, I'm definitely going to be interested. So we'll see where that one goes. But as it is right now, this is my game of the year by by a good bit. It's it's obvious it's going to be a lot of people's game of the year. But I'm going to challenge this game. I'm going to challenge it with some with some games that will go up against it. And we'll see how it goes. Starfield is coming out this year. So I don't know. Who knows what that, that game is a mystery to me. I have no idea back to zelda what else does this game do 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 it does things really well uh in terms of the story you know 
I always struggle with stories and open world games because I will do a story thing and then go 28 hours doing side shit and not doing anything story related. And then I'm like, oh, wait, what's going on? So it wasn't I, I wish they would do something like The Witcher 3 did where whenever you boot up the game, it'll just give you this like 30 second, 15 second little what where you are in the story. Give you a little recap. And it's so good. And this game doesn't do that. Yes, you can rewatch the little movies or whatever, but eh, I don't know. It just story you know the zelda story is never really what i'm going after here especially with breath of the wild and tears of the kingdom i'm going for that gameplay and that's what it's all about but the story was solid i like i said i got i popped for some of the twists i thought it was interesting the traveling back in time kind of seeing the beginning of hyrule was neat i thought that was cool it was definitely cool it's not like, um, like, you know, Nintendo was able to get away with this kind of stuff because of their innovation and gameplay and stuff like that. Their storytelling is whatever. It's It was fine. I mean, some people might be really, really into it. Like, my buddy's sister, she loved the story. And for me, I was like, yeah, it was fine. Like, I liked the twist. It didn't pull me in, though. I wasn't just, like, drawn to go see the next piece of the story or to go find the next tier in, in the world to see what the next slideshow thing or fucking little movie was going to be the movies were fine for like i wasn't like oh that's so freaking cool and shit like they were fine they're good story was fine serviceable it was there it did the thing you know what's gonna happen it's a legend of zelda story the bad guy's gonna come back and stop him save the day duh that's what goes on it's been going on for fucking 35 years or whatever so it did the thing it was good gameplay out of control and yeah so let's score this game and at it then Nine and a half at ten does not hit the ten out of ten, and I am a little bit of a bitch when it comes to ten out of tens. You gotta, you gotta fucking knock my socks off. And the big challenge for, and honestly, a nine and a half out of ten. If I told myself like a year ago that I'd be giving Tears of the Kingdom nine and a half out of ten, I'd be a little bit shocked, honestly, because Breath of the Wild. It might be a 10 because that was the first experience. That's the thing, right? I've already had this experience with Breath of the Wild. It's not new no more, but I can't deny that what they did new in this game was not fucking incredible. It is absolutely mind-blowing. But there was enough of the old stuff there that this it didn't didn't capture the magic of what was my Breath of the Wild experience quite but it was I'm I'm blown away with what they were able to do. I wasn't expecting it to be as close to as incredible an experience as it was for me with breath of the wild like amazing sequel i mean i'm i'm shocked there's so much in here i'm shocked at how big this game is it's so big not even not just in terms of shit you can do it's huge it's at least three times the size of breath of the wild because now you got the underground and the sky so i'm blown away it's a must own for any nintendo person i think it's a must play for any gamer and it's a shame that these games aren't, like, available on PC and shit. It's a must-play. It's incredible. It's going to be on a lot of people's Game of the Years for this year, and rightfully so. I don't blame them. It's pro- It's a very good chance it's going to be on mine, too, but I want to challenge it. And I will challenge you. What did you think of Tears of the Kingdom? Did you play it? Are you skipping it? No interest whatsoever? Are you like my friend Kyle, who I'm going to throw under the bus right now, has never played a Legend of Zelda game ever in his life? Cal? Cal? You hear me, Cal? You fucking play Legend of Zelda. I'll let you borrow it. Anyway... 
Let me know what you thought of this game. Do you think it's overrated? Do you think it's they went the wrong direction? Do you think they should have went back to like 2D, like over overhead view back to the Super Nintendo days? I like those games too. I played Link to the Past for the first time last year and loved it. I think I don't think there's anything wrong with variety. I kind of like it the way that Mario does it. They have their 2D and their 3D games. What's wrong with having both? I think Zelda thrives in both. I think it's an incredible 3D experience and an incredible 2D experience. So curious to hear what y'all think of Breath of the Wild. Do you like it going open world? What do you like about this game? What did you not like about this game? Is it a perfect 10 for you? Is it the greatest game you've ever played in your entire life? I will say I preferred Breath of the Wild. Um, My experience over Tears of the Kingdom, but by far Tears of the Kingdom is the better video game. It's just, there's so much more to it, right? So, and that's how it should be. If, if, if Breath of the Wild was a better, like a better game mechanically, I'd be very, I'd be very concerned. I'd be like, what the fuck? But no, they went very, very forward. They, they improved on every, just about everything they did in Breath of the Wild. It's just that, you know, it's, there's only there's only that for one time experience and my first experience with breath of the wild that was magic so but can't miss this game it's gonna be we're gonna be talking about it for a long long time so let me know what you think oops excuse me think let me know what you think of this game and that's it everybody thank you so much for listening and waiting so patiently for my final of the the finale for the tears of the kingdom i mean whoo where do we go next from here well i've already selected my next game and that's well not for for this episode, but I'm already moving on to my next game. It's going to be Horizon Forbidden West. So that's going to be my next big game that I'm going to take down. It's on my, it's downloaded and ready to go. So I'm probably just going to go play it right after I'm finished doing this. So as always, thank you guys so much for listening. You're awesome. You know, review the podcast. Let me know what you're thinking of it and all that great stuff. Let your friends know. These episodes get uploaded to YouTube so you can go watch them over there. It's a great place to leave comments for the podcast if you want to get read live on an episode episode leave a question in the comment box send an email go on twitter or x whatever the hell send a message there Uh, excuse me all the links are down there below you can follow there all that great stuff on the docket uh coming up like i said i am working on final fantasy 7 but i'm gonna have to beat that game before i can get through it mostly just a mystery right now it's just like a lot of pans on the stove right now and we're just waiting i'm just waiting to see which one's going to be finished first so uh definitely a lot on the docket just don't know exactly what so you know keep your eyes out on x or on youtube and i'll probably announce uh whatever i want to talk about next in terms of video games hockey and wrestling it's going to be their weekly basis hockey we're we're not far away from the big you know preseason's getting closer we're getting closer to september so going to be starting the season previews we're going to start diving into the teams and what i think they're going to be able to do in this upcoming season and all that stuff and uh my wife and i are going to smackdown this friday so we're going to be going there watching it live so the wrestlecast might be a little bit different this week because i'm going to be doing like a you know, it's, I'm going to be there live. So it's going to be a lot of fun. You're going to hear crazy stories of what goes on at the live SmackDown this Friday. It's going to be fucking nuts. Cause edge, it might be the last time edge is in Canada. So it's going to be a party in Canada and Toronto. I cannot freaking wait. And thank you as always again for listening. You guys are awesome. We'll be back again soon with more GX plus guests. <laughs>